You're listening to Retail Refined, a market scale podcast with me, Melissa Gonzalez. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Retail Refined, a market scale podcast with your host, me, Melissa Gonzalez. Today, I'm excited to have a special guest, Adam Gam, who is U.S. Chief Marketing Officer for Perfect Corp, the developer of UCAM Makeup, the world's most downloaded beauty app. With over 900 million downloads, UCAM apps use AR and AI to revolutionize the consumer journey for beauty lovers, brands, and retailers around the globe. Adam is dedicated to transforming how consumers, content creators, and beauty brands interact together. He has 25 years of marketing experience with a proven track record of translating business goals to operational reality. Prior to joining Perfect Corp, Adam was AVP of Marketing at L'Oreal USA, where he received a 2015 Beauty Shaker Innovation Award. Throughout his career, Adam has had outstanding success in managing established brands, as well as creating new products, line extensions, and breakthrough innovation from ideation to commercialization. Adam, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. So to kick off the conversation, can you give our audience today just a high-level introduction to Perfect Corp? Perfect Core is the leading provider of artificial intelligence and augmented reality beauty tech solutions for the beauty industry and the developers of the award-winning virtual beauty app, You Can Makeup, which has over 900 million global downloads. Our solutions are helping ease consumer pain points in a digital-first world. With over 300 global brand partners, we are using our technology to help upgrade the beauty industry across all categories, including makeup, skin, foundation, hair, and face attribute technology, which is allowing consumers to easily discover beauty products, get personalized recommendations, diagnose skin conditions, and virtually try on products. Adam, thanks for that introduction. Um, let's let's kick off the conversation uh, talking a little bit more about the importance of adapting and embracing a 360-degree direct-to-consumer strategy. I think D2C has been a big theme of 2020, um, and you know so. What do you think is needed to make the strategy successful? Yeah, so consumers are spending more time online and also shopping more online. Um, and the big opportunity is to capture those users' needs by having a strong and complete service and a direct-to-consumer fashion. And as the user's behavior changes you know, due to COVID and all the lockdowns we've seen in 2020, we're also seeing user demand shifting to new needs. And once consumers experience the benefits of digital technology, there's no way for them to really go back to the old norm. So we're really seeing that e-commerce and brand.com are the fundamental pieces of a complete direct-to-consumer strategy. And beauty tech, uh, and especially the beauty tech that Perfect provides, can play a very important part in enriching the web and e-commerce user experiences. So, you know, the first thing you need to take into account uh, is the experience of direct-to-consumer to a whole new level. And beauty technology, in my opinion, is a fundamental building block for a successful D2C strategy. The first step is to use the technology to help brands understand uh, your users better than the users can understand themselves. And you really get that through technology. So it can help remotely and provide a much more engaging experience via things like live casting, or we're even doing um, something which is an online virtual beauty advisor one-on-one platform. And then I think the second step is to move from a traditional passive experience into a more active experience. 
So shopping online is no longer just about browsing endlessly through catalogs of product images or only you know, text-based consultation. Um, with the help of beauty tech, consumers can detect their shades online, try the best matching products online, um, get online consultations and speak with experts in real time. Um, and these series of innovations will upgrade the user experience to be more active um, and engaging. I love that you touched upon some of those growing trends for sure live. It's been so interesting. Like we've we've watched QVC and HSN forever, but um, the way it's kind of translated and evolved when we think of live commerce in 2020 um, has, has been really interesting. And I think brands have really benefited from that. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's really interesting. Our, our company, you know, is trying to move that forward. So this concept of broadcasting live does not need to only be tied to the social media platforms. And I'm sure people are really familiar with, you know, Facebook Live and Instagram Live. You can now do these live stream broadcasts right from your, um, you know, brand.com page or integrated, you know, into the same platform where your e-commerce is. And so I think it's just that much more impactful if a brand, you know, is working with an influencer or a makeup artist um, and then you have the ability to, you know, integrate one shopping through e-commerce, but two technologies like virtual try-on and augmented reality. So not only are you kind of following what's going on on the live stream, but you're engaging in it because you can try on those products or those looks um, kind of in real time as the live streams happening, happening, and then you're getting more confidence in what you're going to purchase. Um, and then you can click and add to, to basket right then and there. No, absolutely. And as we look at the category, right, uh, of beauty, um, skincare has definitely been the highlight and been a category seeing a ton of growth. Do you see that cont that continuing and how is Perfect Corp? You know, you talked a little bit about the detecting shades, but how are you further evolving your tools um, for AI skin tech solutions? Yeah, so it's really interesting because AI skin diagnostic is one of the most requested new services that we have at our company. Um, and I think it's because the technology is just, is just so amazing. So, uh, you know, right now through, through AI and then just using something like your, you know, your, your smartphone and the mobile device, the camera is so high definition right now, you can actually detect a dozen, you know, common skin um, concerns. So things like hydration, oiliness, redness, spots, wrinkles, texture, dark circles, eye bags, droopy eyelids, firmness, visible pores and radiance. Um, it's kind of amazing that, you know, it can very accurately detect where those problem areas are. And we've worked both with the brands and dermatologists to make sure that this is, you know, very accurate. And um, I just see this continuing to move, you know, more into the future. So if the AI can help you to diagnose those issues, mm -hmm. it can also then recommend proper products um, to, to treat those conditions or allow you to track um, the progress over time. So one of the things that we had launched in our public act, app was the skin diary. And you know, I would tell people, you know, this is something that you can use every single day. Maybe when you step out of the shower with a, you know, a, a fresh clean face, no makeup on, you know, kind of in a similar lighting condition, you can record every single day um, the condition of your skin, which gives you a better barometer uh, of you know if you're if you're moving in the direction you want. So, if a product, for example, says it reduces fine lines or spots or wrinkles, it's really hard for someone to remember what did I look like two or three weeks ago, you know, a month ago. Am I making that progress? 
Well, now you have a very accurate skin diary and you have the technology to back it up, showing you if you're getting improvement um, or not. And I think it just helps you personalize your regimen that much, that, that much more. Yeah, I love that. I love that you brought up the skin diary. I could use that myself. Um, and I love how you interviewed personalization because, you know, again, that's another topic we've talked about for years, but I think the advances that we have been making in 2020 are really catapulting the opportunity for personalization with brands, um, you know, with using tools like this. I mean, how, how do you see, how are you guiding your clients um, to where this, how this could help them in that evolution of personalization for their customers? Yeah. So, you know, again, it's not just one product or mm -hmm. one, you know, uh, solution is perfect for everybody. People want to know what's right specifically for themselves. And I think I told you before that, you know, through AI and AR, the technology can allow um, a brand or a user or a consumer in this case, mm -hmm. to almost know themselves better than they know them themselves. So, you know, and I, and I know that sounds kind of, you know, a little bit crazy there, but, you know, I might not know what's, what is going on with my skin or with my hair or know what I would look like if I was trying on a certain, you know, beauty product or what would be the right uh, foundation or concealer uh, for a certain type of complexion. So if the technology can help guide me for what is right, uh, you know, for me, uh, based on my underlying skin tone or based on um, sort of uh, conditions that the camera is able to pick up, it's, it's going to let me, you know, personalize my regimen that much more. I think the other piece, um, you know, going back into the live stream is, you know, there's many ways you can, you know, do, do live streaming. So it could be the way I described before, which is, you know, one to many, you have um, an influencer or a, a, a beauty advisor or a makeup artist, you know, kind of doing a, a tutorial and teaching people how to do things. But when you move the technology into uh, another product, which I had mentioned, which is the beauty advisor one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. that lets you um, on demand have a one-on-one -on -one beauty consultation um, integrating these these technologies so what does that mean that means i can you know talk to a real a real human who then is able to use this technology and then apply it virtually on the mobile device onto my face or onto the user's face um and then that you know allows them to still have that that one-on-one -on -one connection that personalization but in um a more seamless fashion mm -hmm. i can i can do it in my house I can do it in in the in the bathroom. I can do it in in my you know if I'm looking in the closet and trying to figure out what to wear today, and I want someone to help me pick something out. You know, I can do it from the, the comfort of my house, and I don't need to worry about being in the store or waiting for an, a beauty advisor or maybe feeling a little bit uncomfortable about about doing that in a in a public space. So I think all of this uh, lends to you know um, easing those consumer pain points and allowing the brands to get that much closer to their consumers. No, I love that. And I think that it, um, it leans into a little bit of a question that I think is pretty prevalent in, in the beauty industry. It's how has your technology been able to support safer testing environments? And if I think of yet another trend in 2020 that we talk about, it's we're living in this BYOD world, right? You're being, bring your own device. And as consumers are becoming more comfortable with doing the things you just talked about at home, what opportunities does that bring for the in-store experience especially as we have to solve for these safer testing environments. Yeah, so 
that was one of the, I have to say that was one of the founding concepts behind, you know, our, our company anyway, which was, you know, trying to, again, ease the, ease the pain point. So if you think about even before COVID, like traditionally, mm -hmm. if you wanted to virtually try on makeup, you know, one, you would have to go over and use a, a tester, which, you know, had hygiene issues to begin with, even, <laughs> even yes. before the pandemic. So, you know, people didn't necessarily want to test them or try them, but even if they did, Think about it. Most most uh, beauty lovers, if they're shopping for beauty, they probably have makeup on already. So are they going to remove their makeup and then go and put this tester on, or are they going to swatch on their hands like they're dressed up nice? You know, they're they're out shopping. They're going to put makeup all over their hands. You know, over their wrists. Those are not things that are, are really really easy. And then what if that sampler isn't there, or what if the beauty advisor isn't there, or what if you're in a drugstore? And you just really, it's not in an environment set up for sampling or testing because everything is sealed. So then you're, you know, your people then, you know, break open packages and they kind of are ruining product that can't be resold in the, in, in the drugstore. So, you know, we were always using technology to ease that. And then in store, there were options with kiosks. Uh, where people could, you know, interact with these, you know, tablets and these displays right there in the store. Now, obviously, over the last year, there's been this push even for more touchless and contactless. So some of the advancements that our company has made in the last few months is one, being able to virtually try on product uh, with uh, uh, hand gesture motions. So mm -hmm. you don't even need to touch the display in the store anymore. You can you know, move your hand to the right or the left. It will move to the product to the right or the left on the screen. Um, we've also made something so that if somebody's wearing a mask, and they want to try on makeup, it's not going to apply the makeup on top of the mask. The engine will automatically recognize that somebody has their face covered. It will apply the makeup or the eye makeup, you know, in other areas, not where the mask is. So it makes it feel really, really real. Mm -hmm. We've also created something where um, if a user, you know, did want to swatch and again, they didn't want to like, you know, take their mask off, they could put their wrist up to uh, the camera and then it would virtually swatch on their arm so they can do it that way. But I think you, you raise a really great point as well about uh, everybody's walking around with, with, their, with their phones now, right? So I don't think the concept of people using their iPhone in retail is gonna go away. I think people were using it in the past, um, you know, almost as a way of maybe like looking things up while they were shopping or doing a little bit of research in the store um but you're going to see more and more that retailers are going to be using qr codes and qr codes are not anything new but qr codes are going to be on everything moving forward every smart device now when the when the uh camera opens up can, is a, a qr code reader those qr codes are going to be tied to virtual try on more information about the product um extra video content whatever whatever it may be and mm -hmm. I just see that uh, what people are going to be doing is holding their phone to get that extra experience while they're shopping, maybe even doing the services like I told you, like the virtual beauty advisor uh, while they're in store. Uh, one of the things that I have you know, noticed is especially millennials and Gen Z, uh, some of them have you know, expressed concerns that they never were really comfortable talking to sales associates. I guess mm. they've you know, just been brought up in an environment where everything was, you know, through their phone or yeah. through, you know, text and chat or whatever it may be. So a lot of those users actually, you know, even though the sales associate could be in the store with them, wouldn't mind while they're going through the aisle, having that person virtually, you know, with them, as opposed to physically 
standing right next to them and following them. So um, I just think you're going to see a complete, you know, blending of these, I guess, technologies that somebody might be using at home, um, you know, blending into the on-premise environment. Um, and I think people are going to be using it, like all these technologies, all of the time, honestly. Yeah, I think it's going to continue to become more and more fluid. Um, and I love that you brought up QR codes because they aren't new, but they're definitely seeing their heyday. And, but I do believe that we, we still are only scratching the surface of the possibilities, right? We, we can layer in through things like QR codes, which, you know, it's really once our phone opened up the capability of it, it's recognized through your camera. I think it was completely game changing. Um, you also kind of touched upon the relationship with the customer and the salesperson. And so how are your tools really empowering the in-store associate in a different way? Um, what are the learnings they can glean? How can they provide that now extra layer of service because of your tools? Yeah, so, you know, it, it was interesting too, even with the sales associate, because a lot of them are very, very busy during the day, but mm -hmm. sometimes the associate may not be being utilized, um, let's say to 100% of their capacity during the day, right? They, so they might be having time where nobody's coming over to them or their counter is not very, very busy. This actually allows a sales associate to you know, book or schedule times with their customers. Um, it allows them to engage with people, whether they're in-store or, or not. So for a brand or a company, it kind of can make their sales associates you know, uh, more effective um, and probably even help them to sell, to sell more product because they can now connect with their consumers anytime. I also think the tools um, help empower the, um, the beauty advisor or the sales associate uh, because now, now they have all of these tools at their, at their, you know, at their fingertips. So if it's going to like help them pick the right shade for the consumer and let them know, you know, what is one shade darker or one shade lighter, if it's going to help make certain recommendations so that they're even guiding their customer in the right direction, you know, I, th I think, you know, you take the technology and then you can add your own personal experience on top of it, but it's, it's just another tool. So, you know, for, for me, the sales associate will never go away. The human connection will never go away. This is not to replace them. It's only to, you know, kind of augment and amplify what they've been doing and kind of make it more efficient and effective for everybody. Well, that makes complete sense. I think, I think another, you know, as much as we've seen technology integration this year, it's also amplified the yearning for human connection. Um, but it's great that this helps add that that value add layer to what an in-store uh, advisor could, could deliver to a customer. Um, from some of the um, implementations of, of this year, are there any you know, kind of great results that you could share and any use case applications? Yeah, so you know, we've seen tremendous success you know, with our brand partners who um, um, some of them integrate within our, our free public app. Other ones, you know, use it as software as a solution and they integrate it directly into their website um, or into their app experience. Mm -hmm. um, so some, some of the results that we've seen, you know, with Estee Lauder, um, they've seen a 2.5 times higher conversion rate uh, when people have used uh, this type of technology. Um, Benefit uh, has seen a 101% increase in time spent on site due to this technology and a 20% increase in add to cart. 
Uh, a brand like Ardell, they told us that they had over 10 million virtual try-ons in a month, which when you think wow. about that, staggering. Uh, you know, if someone could be able to, you know, get that many people to sample something like eyelashes, probably impossible to do physically. So virtually, it's kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, Elf uh, had seen a 200% higher conversion for online consumers using virtual try-on. And then uh, even... Uh, people like Meredith Media, which is obviously in the, you know, in the publishing world, right? They had done a test with us where they integrated our technology and they saw a 300% boost in digital engagement using our, our AR to bridge the gap between print and digital. So what they notice is when somebody saw something that had like a virtual try on AR component to it, it was performing better than an ad unit without it. Um, and, you know, I think it, it's, you're just going to keep seeing great results like this, um, you know, from, from the technology. It works. Um, I would think the other thing I could just add to that point is, you know, almost, you know, immediately you're going you're gonna to see, you know, the more people tr try and sample, the more that they're going to buy. So if you only, you know, uh, had gone and always got like that one red lipstick and that was your favorite, maybe you wouldn't really want to pick up a second, a second product. But if you're able to try like a green shade or a purple shade where you think, oh, that's a little bit wild, but when you see it on, it looks amazing, it's gonna open up you to be, to be more confident about experimenting. And then I think the other thing we've seen is it kind of decreases returns, right? So mm -hmm. uh, if people can try it and sample it and they're confident about their purchase, they're gonna be happy with the product. So good technology is gonna lead to increased you know, purchases, decreased returns. Um, if the experience isn't good, meaning that the AR, the AI is not working properly, it could, it could have a, you know, a, the opposite effect. It could actually have an effect where someone might buy it, but they won't be confident in the process and won't come back. So it's really important uh, to integrate good technology uh, when, you, when you move into these new areas. How closely do you work with your clients to ensure that quality? Like, uh, is there an onboarding stage and you're really helping them with their assets and and, and yeah. Kind of, yeah. So that's extremely important to our company. So we spend a very long time um, going through a process which we call color picking, where we were validating it. Um, and this is where kind of the educational teams of all the brands come come on, you know, in, on board uh, to, you know, to work with us. So they'll tell us, you know, that shade's not quite right, or that finish isn't quite, quite right, or the texture's not quite right. And these brands, you know, want to know that it looks just like the real life experience. Um, from a technology standpoint, you know, we do many things that make our technology, I think, uh, you know, a little bit better than some people out there. So we're doing um, over 100 points of uh, detection on the face for the facial recognition, um, so that, you know, it, it's kind of tracking really accurately. So when it goes on, it almost looks like a mirror um, in like 0.2 seconds, it can, uh, you know, come on your face. So the human eye can't even like, like notice that it's applying. Um, and then if you move your, you know, face, you know, to the left or to the right, it, the 3D engine keeps it on so the, the filter doesn't fly off. Um, I think that all those things are really important. Um, we adapt to light, we adapt to the underlying skin tone, everything to make the end process, you know, look uh, that much realistic. And that definitely is an onboarding process we do with all of our clients. I think that's great because, you know, over the years, you've seen so much desire to, to have technology implementation, but you know, it's only positioned for success if the company like yours is working in partnership with the client um, to making sure that, you know, 
you're positioning them for successful implementations. Where do you see, so, you know, this conversation has flown by, um, but before we go, I want to talk a little bit about the future. Uh, where do you see the future of beauty tech and the next, you know, we, we're really quickly approaching 2021. When this airs, it may be 2021. So there's the year ahead. Um, but also, what are you thinking in the next three to five years? Yeah, so, you know, I just, uh, I, I guess I want to say, you know, say something too, and I'll give a little bit of a, of a, of a future piece here. So um, I think everything needs to be in this 360 strategy. I, I really think you're going to see technology go 360. It's going to be 360 direct to consumer. It's going to be, you know, meaning that the product needs to be 360. So the technology needs to go across all, all categories. It can't just be one. Consumers are going to want this for every category out there. Um, the engagement needs to be 360. So it means, means you need to try different mediums. So integrating virtual try-on with live stream, with e-commerce, with artificial intelligence. Um, all those things are going to kind of combine together to increase the engagement and come into sort of, you know, one experience. And then obviously omni-channel, right? So how does a brand incorporate this technology into the physical retail stores? Because they're coming back. People will mm -hmm. still go to stores. Yes. Um, how do how do how do we incorporate this, you know, into uh, e-commerce? You know, whether that's you know on the person's website, you know, either uh, e-commerce site. How do we integrate this into their apps? Um, you know, via an SDK or some kind of platform. And then how do we integrate this technology, which you're going which you're going to be seeing a lot in 2021, into social and search? So, you know, whether that's, you know, companies like Google, YouTube, Snap, whatever it may be, um, I think you're just going to see a lot more coming down the, the pike uh, in 2021 with everything being truly omni-channel. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I keep thinking, what is omni-channel going to, talk? is it called omni-channel, customer channel? What is it? Um, but yes, absolutely. Just really meeting the customer where they need to be met, wherever they are, and knowing that they think of you as a brand, not as a channel. And so how do we make that as fluid as possible um, is definitely a key element to success in the future. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining today. Um, it was great diving into the conversation. I know that we can go into so many avenues around, around beauty technology, um, but it's been great to learn more especially the advancements that you're making in AI and AR and, and really the, those great results that you're helping drive for brands. I think we're, we're just starting uh, with the possibilities of where this can go. So look forward to continue to following on, potentially collaborating maybe on a few projects with our clients in the future. Uh, yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's really been a pleasure. Uh, and this has been a great conversation. Thank you everyone again. This was Adam Gam, US Chief Marketing Officer for Perfect Court. Until next time.